Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. I think a lot of people would agree with me when I say that the year 2020 was pretty heinous, and I, for one, am happy to leave it behind. But I did want to take a pause to look at some of the good news and big moments of 2020 for LGBTQ people. In this episode, I'm going to revisit some of the best songs, best movies, TV, and top news stories of the year, at least in my opinion. I know folks like to make top 10 lists, but one of the hallmarks of The Randy Report is brevity. You folks don't want to listen to me drone on about the top 10 news stories, the top 10 movies, the top 10 songs. We'd be here forever. Plus, to be honest, if I'm putting my name on a best of list, I want to feel strongly about them. So I'm going to try to stick to top fives in this show. Let's get started with one of my favorite songs of the year from out singer-songwriter Robbie Hart, who scored with his totally infectious debut single, The Song of the Summer that bounces like a boss completely with a sassy sax line and global dance sound. The Top Shelf production offers a buoyant soundscape for Hart's fresh and effusive vocals, recalling summer memories of what once was, and how we all want our song of the summer. Hart had been gaining traction on his solo project spending the past year opening for national acts, but 2020 brought that trajectory to a halt, and like most people, Hart found himself with some unscheduled time off. But I think Song of the Summer puts him right back on track.
Top news stories. So much happened this year, and it was all colored through the lens of the first worldwide pandemic in over 100 years. But there were some important LGBTQ stories as well. First, the Supreme Court extended federal civil rights job protections to LGBTQ people in their ruling for Bostock v. Clayton County. Three LGBTQ people who were fired from their jobs in the last decade took their cases to court, and this past June, the Supreme Court ruled that the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which bans job discrimination because of sex, bans discrimination against LGBTQ people. The decision is huge by itself. Firing LGBTQ people because of who they are became illegal in the United States under federal law. It's also important because the legal argument that the Supreme Court accepted in the majority opinion that anti-LGBTQ discrimination is, by definition, a form of discrimination based on sex. The same reasoning can be applied to other areas of the law, and LGBTQ advocates are already making those arguments. I would say Bostock v. Clayton County is one of the biggest LGBTQ legal victories in the history of the United States as important as Lawrence v. Texas, which legalized homosexuality in all 50 states, and the Obergefell v. Hodges case, which legalized marriage equality across the country. People will still be talking about this case for decades to come because it is, and will be, materially relevant as the country continues to move forward on LGBTQ equality. Second, back in June, more than 15,000 New Yorkers took to the streets of Brooklyn to rally and protest for black trans lives. I know our eyes have begun to glaze over after such a stressful and news-heavy year, so I'll repeat that. More than 15,000 New Yorkers took to the streets to stand up for black transgender lives. The massive event, in the middle of a pandemic no less, was made possible by a team of 150-plus organizers from groups like Brooklyn Liberation the Okra Project, and GLITS. Alil Cruz of the New York City Anti-Violence Project, who helped organize the action, told the New York Times that he was amazed by the turnout. He added, The violence that's affecting black trans women and black trans folks is finally getting the attention it deserves. My third top news story, you might have heard there was an election here, folks, was the candidacy of the first out LGBTQ Democratic presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg. In February, Mayor Pete became the first out LGBTQ person to win a state in a major party's presidential primary when he won Iowa's caucuses and 14 convention delegates. His candidacy was historic. He kissed his husband as he announced it and stirred up anti-gay animus in the media and among voters. He never hid his sexual orientation and brought his experiences with homophobia to a nationally televised presidential debate stage for the first time. Buttigieg ultimately ended his campaign and endorsed Joe Biden, but his campaign normalized seeing LGBTQ people in a new and highly visible context for many Americans. Staying on politics, a broader perspective and major news story was America voting for a rainbow wave of elected officials in 2020. The U.S. election saw nearly 600 out candidates on the ballot this year, a record number that reflects stronger support for queer people among ordinary Americans. 
334 LGBTQ candidates won their elections this year, many of whom became the first LGBTQ person to hold their position. Candidates like Delaware's Sarah McBride, the nation's first out transgender state senator, and New York's Richie Torres, one of the two first out gay black members of Congress, have made 2020 a year of shattering rainbow ceilings. The increase in queer representation is sure to lead to even more legislative wins in the future. And my fifth top news story of the year, come January 20th, the country will change course as President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris are sworn into office after beating Donald Trump and Mike Pence, bringing an end to one of the most divisive and anti-LGBTQ administrations in history. Since he arrived in the White House in 2017, Donald Trump and his administration have relentlessly attacked LGBTQ rights and protections, as I've mentioned and reported many times here on The Randy Report. And they attack transgender people with particular focus. Trump banned transgender people from the military, published a long report on why anti-transgender discrimination is okay, rolled back protections for transgender people in schools, homeless shelters, health care, and other areas, and asked courts to legalize discrimination against transgender people. Joe Biden signaled that he would be very different from Trump on LGBTQ issues generally and specifically on transgender equality. Biden's presidency will bring a much-needed moment of peace for queer Americans, beginning with the passage of the Equality Act, which he's vowed to pass within his first 100 days. He's spoken out about violence against transgender women of color and said trans lives matter. And he promised to flat-out change the anti-transgender rules the Trump administration passed over the past four years. And in his victory speech, he became the first president-elect in history to mention transgender people. Back to the top songs of 2020, Maya, who records under the moniker MXM Tune, released her exuberant single and music video, Fever Dream, where she dances with her past and future self. With a blissfully nostalgic lilt, the out-bisexual's vocals are soothing and sure. The sentimental, upbeat melody is a refreshing escape from the clutter of today's current news cycle. Her 2018 debut EP, Plum Blossom, which was recorded in her parents' guest bedroom, has garnered over 100 million streams on Spotify. If you like Fever Dream, make sure you check out her track, Quiet Motions. Here is Fever Dream. Life's a losing game when you don't play. Don't hold your cards too close is what they say. And love is just another leap of faith. But I jump right in. I took the train, I took the car, I didn't know just where I'd fall or where it'd take me. Another step, another step, I'll never know if I'll get there, but just maybe.
In international news, first, love kept on winning in 2020 as Northern Ireland, Switzerland, and Costa Rica joined the growing list of countries where same-sex couples can marry legally. Second, the movement against so-called conversion therapy gained speed as an increasing number of cities, states, and countries, including Germany, Albania, Mexico City, as well as the state of Virginia here in the U.S., introduced bans against the dangerous and debunked practice, either for minors or in its entirety. And hundreds of religious leaders around the world called for it to be banned worldwide to, quote, affirm and celebrate the dignity of all, independent of their sexuality, gender expression, and gender identity, end quote. Third, Countries like Gabon in Central Africa and Bhutan in South Asia moved to decriminalize homosexuality, two landmark decisions that will transform the lives of their LGBTQ communities. My fourth top international news story of 2020, Britain announced changes that will allow more gay and bisexual men to donate blood, a major victory for advocates who had sought changes to the rules they said treated all gay and bi men as posing an increased risk of infection and thus perpetuating negative stereotypes and stigma for gay and bisexual men. Previously, the government's donor policy said that men who have sex with men had to abstain for three months in order to donate. The new rules do away with asking about gender and sexuality and instead focus on individual behaviors to assess risk. The changes will go into effect in summer 2021. Under the new policy, anyone who has the same sexual partner for more than three months, irrespective of gender or sexuality, 
will be eligible to donate, so long as there's no known exposure to a sexually transmitted infection or use of the HIV prophylaxis PrEP. I should mention that here in the United States, the Food and Drug Administration did implement changes in its policy regarding blood donations for men who have sex with men, reducing the deferral period from 12 months to three months. Not quite where the UK is, but we're getting there. More music. Transgender Latinx pop artist Jack Finn released the song and music video for Heal from Jack's five-track EP of original emotionally evocative dance pop music, Cancelled. The music video for Heal is an emotional pop journey of rebuilding himself as his own person after an emotionally stifling relationship came to an end. About the inspiration for the track, Jack shared, quote, The more I tried to change myself to be who I thought my partner wanted, the more we lost ourselves. Not being true to yourself in a relationship can feel like suffocation, like death. Heal is a chance to do just that, heal, by embracing the vulnerabilities that make me who I am. With artfully layered vocals, Heal takes the listener on a ride from introspective reflection to laser-focused intensity. Here is Heal. With the moon out and we're walking through the west side of LA I'm sick and tired of silence and your mood swings Make me ride along in the passenger seat But I won't sit and heal See me feel now from the suicide door I think it's that time we heal Now your queen bee, go on control me Stop for affection Hitting in the car, speeding through the corridor I'm Trying to get you off my heel and Down a glass of gin again and again This is me afraid to heal
In pop culture news, 2020 was the year of the queer holiday movie. From the Clea Duvall-helmed Happiest Season on Hulu to Paramount's Dashing in December, holiday-themed movies from major studios featured more LGBTQ characters and storylines than ever before. Starring Mean Girls star Jonathan Bennett, The Christmas House was the Hallmark Channel's first-ever holiday movie to center an LGBTQ storyline. Lifetime Channel served up The Christmas Setup, starring Ben Lewis alongside his real-life husband, Blake Lee, and TV icon Fran Drescher. And as I mentioned previously, the Paramount Network took the tried-and-true Christmas movie formula of a big city slicker returning to their small hometown for the holiday season only to find love unexpectedly and gave it a queer spin. Dashing in December gave us all sorts of warm, fuzzy holiday feels and with a bit of cute cowboys on the side. The romantic comedy starred Peter Port and Juan Pablo de Pache as the boyfriends-to-be with movie veteran Andy McDowell as the mother who watches the magic unfold. The inclusive shift landed with viewers, too. The aforementioned Hulu flick shattered records for the streaming platform on its opening weekend. Here's hoping that means even more queer-inclusive genre films in the years to come. Also, throughout his rise as the world's biggest reggaeton star, Bad Bunny has been known to challenge the genre's hyper-masculine ideals. But he stepped into LGBTQ advocacy when he brought mainstream attention to the murder of Puerto Rican trans woman Alexa Negron Luciano by paying tribute to her on The Tonight Show in a live performance this year. Considering he also made his drag debut in one of his music videos this year, it's refreshing to see a global superstar breaking down gender norms and rallying behind the transgender community. Also on TV, fans of the critically acclaimed Love, Simon were treated to a second helping of the self-discovery tale with Love, Victor. Set in the world of the groundbreaking 2018 film, the Hulu original series followed Michael Cimino as Victor Salazar, a teen from a half-Puerto Rican, half-Columbian-American family struggling with his sexual orientation at Creekwood High School after his family's relocation to Atlanta. Riddled with endearing teen romance, Love, Victor brilliantly elevates the genre of queer media. The series was Hulu's most-watched drama and garnered a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 93%, woohoo, upon its release. Critically acclaimed, Love Victor is a must-watch contender for the soon-approaching 2021 awards season. Possibly the biggest LGBTQ person on television, Ellen DeGeneres lost some popularity and her title of Queen of Nice this year after dozens of former employees came forward about toxic workplace accusations. To say this was not a banner year for Ellen would be an understatement. She faced accusations of not being nice to guests on her show, which were followed by accusations of not treating her workers correctly during the pandemic, which was then followed by dozens of former employees telling the media that Ellen's show is a toxic workplace where sexual harassment runs rampant. She fired several producers who were accused of mistreating workers and promised to do better as her show came back this fall. Ellen is still one of the most famous out lesbians in the country, and homophobia has profoundly affected her career. How she is seen by the public affects LGBTQ people. 
One of the world's most famous authors, J.K. Rowling, of Harry Potter fame, became a staunch anti-transgender activist. While there were indications in the past that J.K. didn't much appreciate transgender people and explicitly showed her support for transphobia at the end of 2019, 2020 saw the author of the best-selling book series in the history of the world attack transgender equality over and over. From writing threads of tweets for her 14 million followers that attack transgender identities as fake, pinning a rambling essay where she compared the existence of transgender people to domestic violence, and even showing support for conversion therapy for transgender people. Boo. She defended herself, saying she was just exercising her free speech, but it was harmful. Rowling is one of the most read and most popular authors of the early 21st century, and her words are going to have a far-reaching impact as tens of millions of people who don't know any transgender people listen to Rowling's opinions about them. She's already claimed that the vast majority of her fans agree with her, which is a scary thought for supporters of transgender equality. Academy Award-nominated actor Elliot Page came out as transgender in early December, making him one of the most, if not the most, famous transgender people in the country. He got congratulated by no less than Hillary Clinton on his announcement. In a statement he shared with fans on social media, Elliot wrote, I want to share with you that I am trans, my pronouns are he, they, and my name is Elliot. I feel lucky to be writing this, to be here, to arrived at this place in my life. Known for his work in Juno, the X-Men movie series, Inception, and most recently, the Umbrella Academy, Page has been out as queer for years and has been a very visible and outspoken advocate for LGBTQ equality. What he does with his platform is up to him, but even seeing a transgender person with his level of fame can inspire and educate so many people. And my fifth item in pop culture, in September, the Academy Awards introduced an LGBTQ representation quota. The folks who hand out Oscars announced that as of 2024, films hoping to qualify for the top Oscar will have to meet a set of on- and off-camera inclusion quota that includes LGBTQ representation. The new standards signal from one of the most influential award ceremonies a desire to change an institution long criticized as too straight, white, and male. Back in music mode, easily one of my favorite tracks of 2020 came from rising pop recording artist Vincent, who gave us his new single, Save Myself. Vincent says the new song is about letting the people in your life who were always there for you and constantly giving you unwanted advice or tips on how to live your life better, know that you just need them to shut up every now and then and let you figure it out for yourself. Said Vincent, you know what's right for you, so you gotta block out the voices to hear yourself. While you love them and appreciate all that they do, this is a shut up, stand there, and watch me save myself anthem. Paper Magazine gushed, writing Vincent might just be our generation's greatest vocalist. And Billboard concurred, saying, No longer a star is born, Vincent is a legend in the making. Here is Save Myself. So here we are, you're staring at me teary-eyed I think it's time you said it I swear you won't regret it Damn, I'm glad you said it 
the Academy Awards and movies, here are five of what I feel were the best LGBTQ movies of 2020. First, Uncle Frank, from gay screenwriter Alan Ball, who's best known for his very gay creations like the vampire drama series True Blood and the surprisingly closeted 1999 flick American Beauty. Ball creates a charming setup with this tale set in 1969. In it, the title character has to return from his teaching job in New York City to his bigoted South Carolina family after the family patriarch dies. While the film does make use of several well-known Hollywood tropes, it does accurately portray Frank's cruel Christian family, the lifelong effects they've had on him, and Frank's realistic relationship with his Saudi Arabian boyfriend Wally. Together, 
Frank and his young niece learn how to live authentically despite losing so much because of it. Although said in the past, Uncle Frank touches on issues that still reverberate in society, including the fear of losing family after one comes out. The film is a moving ode to the rite of passage of coming out and a beautiful story of the power of family and found family to help one survive. You can currently catch Uncle Frank on Amazon Prime. Next, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, directed by gay theater director George C. Wolfe and based on straight playwright August Wilson's 1984 drama of the same name, the film focuses on bisexual black jazz icon Gertrude Ma Rainey, the real-life mother of the blues. She flaunted her success and interest in women throughout the 1920s and 30s when black Americans were still figuring out their post-slavery identities in an enduringly racist country. The film centers Rainey's queerness on the romantic tension between her girlfriend, Dussie May, and her interloping trumpet player, Levy. Actress Viola Davis is a force of nature playing the title role, and Black Panther actor Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace, delivers a noteworthy final on-screen performance as her willful trumpeter. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is currently available on Netflix. In Ammonite, an 1840s romance begins between real-life paleontologist Mary Anning, played by the so-expressive Kate Winslet, and Charlotte, a young wife who has grown despondent to her wealthy but preoccupied husband, brought to life by Saoirse Ronan. When Charlotte's husband offers Anning money to let his wife tag along with her on a fossil hunting trip, neither Anning nor Charlotte seem particularly happy about it. But left to their labors, the two women realize how much they need each other's company, and their love threatens to upend their lives in a male-dominated society. Ammonite is available on Vudu, Google, and Amazon Prime. My fourth top film of 2020, Netflix's new screen version of Mark Crowley's landmark work, The Boys in the Band, was produced by Ryan Murphy and helmed by legendary theater director Joe Mantello, who directed the 2018 Broadway production that famously starred a cast of only out-queer men. Since he wrote it in 1968, Crowley's play has been examined and recontextualized in terms of its depiction of gay life, and not just by the actors who've stepped into the roles. Starring Jim Parsons, Matt Bomer, Robin DeJesus, Michael Benjamin Washington, Andrew Reynolds, Tuck Watkins, Brian Hutchison, and Charlie Carver, the film that premiered this fall reframed the story for 2020, highlighting the resilience and strength of its characters. You can find The Boys in the Band on Netflix. And number five, I have to mention an important documentary. Welcome to Chechnya. For years, the head of the Chechen Republic, Ramzan Kedarov, has denied that his secret police have been kidnapping, torturing, and killing his country's LGBTQ citizens, which I've reported many times here on The Randy Report. This film shows the terrifying journey of real-life queer Chechens trying to escape his cruel campaign by literally fleeing for their lives. Director David France weaves together footage from hidden cameras and cell phones with deepfake technology meant to conceal the survivor's identity. What emerges is a compelling and important documentary that brings the international issue into the mainstream and feels like a terrifying action movie. Welcome to Chechnya is available now on HBO Max and Amazon Prime. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. 
If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of the Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. Usually. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. I'm going to close out this episode with probably my favorite song of 2020, DFO, or Don't Freak Out, from a new artist I've really become a fan of, Milaroy. The track, featuring the LMNOP, is an infectious synth pop bop touched with a hint of 80s new wave and a groove that just can't be denied. I fell in love with it the minute I played it, and I had to play it five times in a row. On The Randy Report, I wrote that DFO sounds like the Monkees made a hit record with the B-52s in the year 2020. And I mean that with all the pop praise I can muster. The track is a total earworm. Plus, the sharpest attack lyrics could not be more spot on in these wild and crazy times. Our hero here feels like a guy who's constantly aware of the world around him. When I asked Milaroy about the story behind the music video, he told me, quote, The inspiration behind this song and video is fairly simple. Don't freak out! During stressful situations, it's up to us to decide how we react or respond to the daily stresses of life. When we learn to let go of our fears or surrender to stress, we may find it ends up being all in our heads. And that's definitely some wisdom we can all use right now. I want to add that while I'm only sharing five best of 2020 songs in this episode due to time constraints, I want to remind listeners that there was terrific new music from so many out musicians this year, like country artist Cameron Hawthorne, electronic music from Bright Light, Bright Light, and Canada's soulful R&B singer Gary Beals. Please revisit past episodes for my reports on them. So as I bring this episode to an end, just a few quick reminders. Please wear a face mask in public. Wash your hands a lot, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. Imagine Chris, like a space cadet. Behave, don't get it ahead. Got nothing in my way.